welcome to episode three of People Behind the Business, a show for small businesses with small teams and huge ambitions. I'm your host, Rosemary Lachance. Brick-and-mortar store, or freelance creator, or whatever it may be. Uh, and that is the concept of you. As, as next to that idea of just being in your tours all the time, talking to nobody, being some kind of Emily Dickinson type is, it's not exactly practical if you want to find success, which is why I got Miranda Namias on the program today. She wants to talk a little bit about her experiences using Facebook, especially, and challenge that assumption that's out there with this big, extroverted personality to succeed in the business world. So, that's where we want to go back on her business. So, I'm Miranda Nassau, and I'm a systematic marketing expert for female online service providers. So, along with teaching new business owners how to get clients, I also provide some free marketing services like social media management and sales funnel creation. So my passion is basically to help other women succeed and make their lives as stress-free as possible. Cool. So how, how did you get started with that? I noticed on your about page that uh, your experiences as a editorial assistant is a big part of that. Yeah. So after graduating college, I actually worked at my dad's publishing company for about five years. And I was an editorial assistant, which basically means I did anything people do. So I got a lot of experience with stuff like proofreading, editing, graphic design, photography, um, and as well as a bunch of admin stuff too. So I got to get a lot of experience in many different areas. So it was such a great job because I really got to uh, see how I liked a whole bunch of different stuff. Uh, but I always knew I didn't really want to work for him. Like for the rest of my life, so eventually I decided to branch off on my own and use those skills that I learned to start my own business. What was that like in the beginning? How did you get started with, with that? Like, how did you make the transition? Um, so, originally, I um, kept working for my dad's part time while I started the business, and I was a bit of how it was going to go. Um, and originally, I actually started off um, thinking I was going to be a graphic designer because that was where. Um, most of my skills were, but after um, kind of gaining more experience in the online business world, I realized that I like more like the virtual assistant and marketing stuff as well. So I kind of tried to combine like admin stuff, graphic design, provide a whole bunch of different services, um, and eventually that turned into like an agency. Cool. So if you could go back. Very beginning, if you could go back in a time machine and uh, give yourself any words of advice, what would you say? Um, oh, this is a hard question because I feel like part of me wants to say, like, I wouldn't say anything, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I also think that um, I would, I would, I wish I would have been more serious about my email marketing in the beginning because. Uh, although I worked to build my email list, I didn't really work on the, um, like actually sending out emails. And now that I'm trying to focus a little bit more on passive income in my business, I have all these subscribers and I engage 
hair rate is really bad. Um, I, I wish I would have gotten more serious about that, but other than that, I'm actually really happy with the path that I took in my business, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I had a similar problem in the beginning, too. I found I really had to make up for it later on, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. So, you talked a lot about, I remember when we had our Zoom chat recently, that uh, your introversion is an important part of how you run your business. So, could you talk a little bit about that? Um, I, I would definitely say that being an introvert has really affected my business and how I've done things and how I've made decisions and everything, really. Uh, and when I first started my business, I really considered myself like an introvert to extreme levels. Like I was so nervous about everything. I was terrified to get on survey calls, talking to people online, record myself. Anything really that involved me and having to step outside my comfort zone was like the worst thing ever. It just made me want to die. It was really, really hard. I can definitely relate to that. Um, I found myself in a in a new virtual meeting thing with a bunch of freelancers today and it's I really I also realized that I was really reminded of like how even going on video when I first started those meetings how scary that felt. Yeah, I mean it it's so hard and I think a lot of it is like it's it's not always necessarily being related to the fact that you're just on video. It's more like it's just not something you're used to and so or at least that's how it was for me when I, I like I wasn't used to going on Uh, 
Surprisingly refreshing to not deal with the big in your face, so do I. You want to be the same personality. You gotta like <laughs> yell out by now. You have to accept us. The yeah, the more time goes on, the more like people need that. People need that whole approach as well. That whole sort of like letting people just be what they are. Yeah, I agree with that, and I don't think that you know. I mean, having big personalities like. Cool, like whatever good for you, but I also think that the world also needs people that don't have big personalities. And there are a million different kinds of people in the world that are all going to be attracted to other different personalities. And so I think there's a really a place for everybody out there. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the beauty of the online business world for sure. Yeah, especially compared to the local business, like you can find anybody, like in any sort of your niche or whatever. Like, Really, um, kind of find those people online in a way that you can't in the real world. So, how has your how how you changed in terms of your introversion and your confidence, etc.? How has that affected how you structure your courses as well? Yeah, so I do think it it really has a lot to do with it. Like being an introvert is strongly related to really everything, um, and especially because over years, I realized that a lot of my students are introverts as well, and I think that surprised me originally, because, I mean, probably because I was introverted and wasn't doing a lot of things, I also felt like I was, like, the only introvert out there, and, you know, as time went on, and I talked to more and more people, I realized that surprisingly, like, a lot of people were already introverts are introverts, um, so, and it definitely wasn't, like, the small minority. So I also find that um, those are the things that I kind of attract because I'm pretty as well. Um, and especially now that I feel like I sort of come out the other side of being introverted, like I'm involved in my introvertedness, um, I'm able to kind of try to push other people who are introverts and try to get them outside of their comfort zone to encourage them to do things and take action, uh, even if it scares them, because having gone through it myself, I know that, you know, I've kind of been there, and um, I don't think they're going to regret it, because I didn't regret it, and uh, because I've had those experiences, I can also kind of help comfort them, or, um, like, assuage their worries a little bit, because I can super relate with that. Uh, and in particular, I would say my five-day um, client challenge is uh, something I recently put out as a free resource, and it's, it's definitely a lot more intense than the previous things I've put out. I kind of did this on purpose because I know that a lot of my audience are introverts, and I really wanted to like push them more than the past. So um, it's kind of built to that each day there's um, a checklist of things that you have to do, and a lot of them are like <laughs> things that make introverts. That's so important uh, too to have that sense of community support and create that community support because I bet we need 
of this week's as well. Um, not many of them have a quote-unquote business bestie or someone that gets their industry. They just have people that care about them but don't really get that much how they can find success, find yes. results. So speaking of that, um, I feel like I know most of your work really through uh, how much Facebook plays a really, really important role uh, in things for you. Uh, so how do you think that has impacted uh, your approach to your business and uh, how you made it so that it's not just, there's not too distracting on <laughs> how do you find a sense of balance with that? Um, yeah, it can be hard, but I guess I've kind of gone to a place where when I'm on Facebook, it's, it's almost now like I really only go on there when I'm working and I, I really use it as a tool for my business and not so much for my personal life anymore. Um, so that makes it a little bit easier for me to separate it because I treat it as like, you know, a business thing. I'm not sitting there like looking at pictures of cute puppies or whatever. that they hadn't 
necessarily met when it, and I'm sure you'll have an interesting perspective on this, because I noticed uh, some, some of the groups you run were things that were as vulnerable as chronic illness and etc. And that's, that's a really personal thing to open up to with a big group of strangers. So how do you typically uh, encourage those people to open up and make them feel welcome? Um, I mean, I think that the only reasonable idea is to be open and vulnerable yourself. So I do have the chronic illness group, and that's one of the most open and vulnerable places online that I've ever been a part of. People are so honest and real in that group, and I just feel like I can go there if I'm ever having a problem. Um, I just feel you that you know, I'm really struggling with it one day or something. I can go there and they totally get it and they're so supportive because they've been there. And I mean, there was one time I had this experience with one doctor appointment and I I like recorded a Facebook live in the parking lot after I was like crying and it was so emotional and I was really scared to do that, but I didn't know who else was talking to because nobody else in my life would accept it. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to. So I want to talk about this because I want to be able to have this community that it was amazing. Like so many people came on, they were so supportive and gave me advice and they were helpful. And, and I think that me opening up like that just really created the opportunity for others to open up as well and feel comfortable. You have to accept that you know, it's your community if you want to have other people do that as well. It's really like a yeah, definitely, because then they feel that, like, if this leader of this group feels like she can really open up about their personal life, then I can too, and there's no sense of judgment or anything like yeah. that. So, moving on to more of it as a marketing tool, uh, what do you find that are the most common misconceptions that your clients have when it comes to social media marketing situations? Yeah. Start with this one and 
as you grow and you want to get really good at one or two of them, you can increase and, and add another one, but they really need to integrate very holistically in a way that I don't think a lot of people really get. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of tools have been on your recommended list? So I really, I'm so old school. I love Twitch. <laughs> I know people say, I don't know, like, it's not really a tool for the software or not, but I personally like no business. So when I'm doing out like a marketing strategy, I will have like all of these things and I'll have it figure out what they look on what days, you know, what pictures, what happens, and all of it out. Before to get to the point where you feel like you're going to 
with all of this is to be able to get um, a steady amount of package of each month so that I can be a little bit more thinking about what clients I take on, what projects I do, uh, and um, for longer, longer term goals, I really, really want to write a book, but I think that's going to be like a 2019 project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's a very, that's a very fun yeah, I just really like writing and teaching, and I think it'll fit well for me. But um, like I said, I, I don't have a lot of time for that, so it might be a while. Well, that's that's probably where the passive income thing come in handy eventually. Yes, I so. Yeah. So, so what three words best describe your business? Why? If you had to summarize it up in just three words, um, I love this question, and I really love it. Uh-huh. So, I think my favorite is friendly. If you like what you heard and you would like to keep up to date on future episodes, hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening device. And I also have an active newsletter for podcast updates and etc. And the link for that is available in the show notes if you'd like to opt into that. And of course, Tell all your friends and I'll see you soon on future episodes.